1: Bigfoot Collectors Club. Listener uh, That whisper was a scream in my ear <laughs> Yeah, yeah Hey everybody, welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club The podcast where we talk about High strangeness and paranormal stories With celebrity guests Yep This week on the show It's Listener Files! Yeah. That's right, we have compiled, once again, some of your letters that you've written in, and we are going to share them with our listening audience. Back with us again... Oh, oh sorry, I forgot to introduce myself. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host... Bryce Johnson. And with us always, always is...
2: Our producer, Riley Bray yeah. I just referred to myself yeah. as our producer awesome. Riley's
1: speaking to the third uh, person now And back with us To go through your letters once again Is fan favorite guest And honorary I'm just stretching it out Because he's so excited to announce himself Kevin Kirkpatrick
3: Yay! Hello.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was like an old man proud that he had hey. just done some stretches hey, touch my toe! That looks like an old man who surprised everybody by jumping out of the cake naked <laughs> the oh, birthday That party. will be me someday <laughs> That'd be awesome
3: Speaking And of, we have two other guests yes. Oh yeah,
1: that's right, we have two very special guests today We have, uh, Kevin, do you want to tell the audience who you brought with you?
3: I brought my 13-year-old Jack Russell mix gus and my eight-year-old jack russell mix
1: barney gus and barney are the cutest poppies ever they really are and they are, are part of the bigfoot collectors club paw friends yep which i just invented <laughs> that's fine that include riley's dog nova who's upstairs w- wearing makeup by the way
2: yes he has eyebrows today
1: <laughs> <laughs> what's the story behind that um
2: i've just if you're sitting around and then you just think about how funny it would be if your dog has eyebrows, you should put them on your dog <laughs> because it is that funny. It did, really is.
1: What did Grace, uh, how did Grace apply
2: those? I believe it's eyeshadow oh. of some sort. But your dog he looks all very white. very pretty, so too. Yeah. Yeah, he is all white and he's got black like Groucho Marx eyebrows. He right looks now. like
1: my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Clausen. <laughs> She had, like, high – do you remember Namor, the Submariner from the Marvel comics, how he had, like, super high arching mm. brows? Yeah. She had, like, those, like, really painted on. She always looked like an, an angry, angry clown, angry <laughs> clown. That's what she looked like. Sorry, Mrs. Clausen. But you are a bitch. (laughs) And you have weird eyebrows. (laughs) Oh, I love it. She's finally getting
3: hers (laughs) today. Take that, Mrs.
4: C.
1: (laughs) And speaking, oh, yeah, then I have my doggies, Albie and Violet, but they're not with us today. There's no way Albie would sit through this quietly. He's a cute little bulldog. Oh, and I'm going to give a shout-out to my sister who gave me this cute... Bigfoot walking a bulldog T-shirt. Really? Oh, Where awesome. the, the hell did she today? find that? I don't that. know. She said online.
4: I know that's like basically perfect. you. Perfect.
1: I know. If you so were a bigfoot, cute. If I were big, if I yeah or yes, if I were
4: a bigfoot. Yeah, so that sounds like a song right there. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> We can work on that.
1: Uh, speaking, we were mentioning or we talking earlier about old men. I w- we were at the bank today, and I was getting money. I met uh, Bryce at the bank to do a little professional business. Hell yeah! And uh, I wa- I was waiting for Bryce to come, in. Riley was supposed to be there. I, I missed our appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Having second thoughts about starting a
3: company
2: with this guy.
3: Uh, <laughs> he was he was at that time laying in his bed. Sleep mumbling the phrase, I'm my own producer <laughs> over and over, <laughs> while stroking the painted eyebrows of his dog.
1: Excellent. <laughs> I uh, I was getting uh, some cash out of the old ATM, and the door across the bank swung open, and Bryce came in on his crutches, and he's wearing this, like, American flag, California flag, like, trucker hat, and he had these big sunglasses on. It looked like you were on your way to the American Legion for a pancake (laughs) breakfast. It was the best thing
4: I've ever seen. Yeah, and I definitely banged into the door, too, because, like, opening those things on your own is pretty amazing, but... All, all attention turned right towards me, which I love.
1: I really got a vision of you when you're like 60 and just squatching all weekend long. <laughs> temp,
2: that is not going to be the case. I don't think... I, uh,
3: well, maybe. I, yeah, you never know. Okay. Might look back on this day.
1: <laughs> maybe future us will just appear right now and say, "This is a moment that leads yeah. Bryce to a life of squatching." So yeah, let's hope so. Stop now or forever hold your peace. That's a life well squashed. Well That was today. Life well Yeah, it was today. It was before. And then now,
3: might. everyone should know he has switched hats. No, he's no, still no, got the same hat. hat? Look, is you said cowboy hat.
1: No, cal- I said trucker. a trucker hat.
3: Oh, trucker hat.
2: Maybe yeah. if you had your headphones on, you would have. Uh, yeah. Heard that. Maybe
3: if
4: you were a professional <laughs> and were listening. Yeah.
3: If I was wearing my <laughs> headphones like I
1: was like I'm supposed to.
4: Wait, we just said that. We yeah. All
1: right, guys. Uh, before we get to your letters, we're going to do a little BCC news. Yeah. All right, Bryce, you brought in an article for us today?
4: I did. I uh, I was looking on curiosity.com, which I love. It's a great little great little site there. And apparently there was a new survey taken back in February. Um, a new study of the matters were presented at the annual meeting of the American Association for the Advancement of Science. And this was a, this was a survey taken to see how most people feel about, uh, aliens and how they would feel if we made first contact. And, uh, so so do you, what do you think most people would feel Uh, Do you think they'd feel pretty scared or hesitant, or do you think they'd be pretty excited? I think they'd be
2: excited. I'm going with excitement as well.
4: Yeah, well, well, you're absolutely right. Well, don't ask Kevin. Kevin, what do you think? Do you think uh, the majority of uh, people would be excited or a little scared to hear about first contact? I think they crave it. Yeah, I think you're right. And Mm -hmm. they found about 70% of the people. But basically, they did did kind of three separate surveys, one on... um, Boy, I really should have. Uh, one was... Uh, <laughs> prepared, for sh- really prepared for this? I really should have prepared for this. You got to love like Grandpa there. Bryce's well, tangents. On, don't let me find my article well, let here. me see.
1: What was I thinking about? Um, oh, where was I? Okay, where so in the, I in
4: the first study, Arizona State University psychologist Michael Varnum and his team analyzed news articles about the events in the past 21 years. So they basically took three different events. One was they looked at 15 articles about three events. The 1996 discovery of possible Martian microbes, um, the 2015 suggestion of an alien megastructure near Tabby's Star. Have you heard of that one? Where it's oh, yeah. flickering yeah. off the weird lights. And they Kevin, think have it- you heard
1: about this? No. There's some giant, uh, some structure is out in distant outer space that is blocking the light of a star. And they think it's so big that it must be some kind of man-made structure that is eclipsing light from this star, and they can't figure out if it's like a giant rock out in space that's just like in the way. But I don't understand well, how science works.
3: So. Yeah,
4: well, no, I thought you. <laughs> I, thought you I thought speaking. you explained that well, and 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 so basically, It's
3: future us. And we have had to go and build a new planet somewhere because we screwed this one up.
4: Yeah, um, you might be right. Well, so that's exactly how they do it, right? So, like, to find other planets, like exoplanets, they'll, you know, the planet would pass by the sun. And by how much that planet blocks out a particular bit of light and the path it takes, they're able to def- figure the orbit out and the, the size, of the orbit, it. the temperature, and the whole thing. Yeah. Well, so apparently this structure or whatever is emitting... Um, like like Mike said, blocking out light, but also imperiodically, like it shuts off, it turns back on. So it's, it's very sporadic and it's not following the science model that... Uh that normally predicts these things. So they're, most the most scientific community are all like, we're very kind of confused as to what this might be. Some people are, I mean, I guess they're saying maybe asteroid, but even some scientists have come around to say possibly an alien megastructure. So anyway, that or was... God's got a new guest house. Or God's <laughs> got a new guest house, exactly. And then the other one they did was for, um, um, oh, the 2017 discovery of Earth-like exoplanets around TRAPPIST-1. Um, and so they used special software to scan the language for positive and negative sentiments, and found that there were three times as many positive emotion words as negative emotion words. So uh, I'm yeah. going to go
1: back to that megalithic structure for a second. Yeah, uh, sure. This is
4: from I can click on it too. See what I find. The mysterious Tabby star could be the location of an alien megastructure. They
1: say it could be a Dyson a Dyson. Uh... Jesus
4: Christ. So it says, when the Kepler Space Telescope first began observing Tabby star, named for Tabitha um, Boyajan, the Yale pod postdoc, who Podcaster. discovered it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it puzzled scientists. They identified a huge cluster of stuff orbiting around the star, which would make sense if the star was young, but it was old. And that shouldn't have been possible. Could that mean that instead uh, of rocky space debris, it was an alien megastructure? And there's multiple theories on that This is from the independent,
1: uh, from the UK, the idea of a Dyson... Dyson Sphere began as a thought experiment based on the idea that technological civilizations gradually look to harness more energy. Dyson Sphere is a huge shell structure that would sit entirely around a star collecting all of the energy that comes out of it. So they think mm. that that might be some uh, galactic civilization built this giant megastructure around this star to harness power. And then Maybe. some scientists say it could be just a cloud dust.
4: That reminds me of that great UFO video footage <laughs> of, the, dust. of the one next to the sun. Have you seen that little black thing sucking up the sun's energy Ooh. it's like the ufo Ooh. and and there's this like little vortex going right into the to this like what looks like a ufo and it's from nasa footage of the sun and then the thing just it zips off it's oh. like it's Build really its oh yeah here the, we go tanks UFO caught
1: energy, yeah. uh, by nasa
4: yeah show that one
1: to sucking a, I mean, energy from the sun yeah that Ooh. one's a that one's a classic really oh, let me see this one i've never seen this one i before. love that megastructure
3: was discovered by someone at yale obviously presented to the government and our government was like eh, let's hand it over to arizona state <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's a pass <laughs> but you know i mean gosh it makes you wonder what how you would feel personally if if you know but that's the thing always scientists always like they make these things like it'll be small like some microbial life form and nobody's gonna feel yeah i'm positive about that it's microbial who gives a shit but if it's like fucking you know something in like a mothership like on independence day i think people might feel differently even if they were mm-hmm. benign you know people might not be too excited about all that stuff i don't know There's a bit of terror involved yeah there. i yeah. think so man absolutely but you know, maybe it's like a soft warming up to all this stuff. So it's like this these... is
1: supposedly it. There's like this planet size. Is that a drawing or a real photograph? No, this is this is a NASA satellite imagery of the sun. Mm. The sun. There's a giant really thing, and cool, this thing is sucking all. something out of it. It really is. Oh uh, yeah, I mean. Hard to tell. A They're huge unidentified theory. object with a tether connecting to the sun yeah. has been photographed sparking speculation. And the image shows aliens taking energy from the sun. I mean, maybe. Who knows? That doesn't look like it.
4: Irrefutable <laughs> <Anyway>. proof. <laughs>
1: um, I have an update on uh, Claudia Ackley's Bigfoot case. Uh, oh, yeah. Her lawsuit uh, has been dismissed for now. This is from Mercury News, the Mercury News in the Bay Area. A lawsuit filed by a Crestline woman demanding that the state recognize the Sasquatch, a.k.a. Bigfoot as an official species, has been dismissed. The court dismissed the case at the request of petitioner Claudia Ackley on March 15th. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ackley said that her attorney's advised her to drop the lawsuit she filed January 18th in San Bernardino Superior Court against the California Department of Fish and Wildlife and the State Natural Resources Agency. She plans to refile the suit so it so it is compliant with the rules of the court. A hearing that was scheduled for Monday, March 19th was vacated by the judge. Uh, She says the attorneys wanted me to stop it and then for them to rewrite it adding that her attorneys told her that if she had gone forward with her original filing, she would have been eaten alive. (laughs) Much like... choice of words. Yeah, totally. (laughs) They're like, let us put this to you in Bigfoot terms. (laughs) Uh, She said on a Facebook post from St. Patty's Day, I only get one chance and I must do it correctly in order to proceed. Now, the article says she teamed up... (coughs) Excuse me. With documentary filmmaker Todd Standing, the man behind the Netflix film "Discovering Bigfoot" we were In drafting, about him, yeah. yep, the original lawsuit. Standing, who has been in a similar lawsuit, uh, had a similar lawsuit filed in British Columbia, Canada, where he resides. Yeah, uh, he said on Tuesday, Ackley and the paralegal wrote the first lawsuit themselves, which was not vetted by any lawyers. So these guys, they got to get. They gotta dot their T's and cross.
4: Well, well, cross their T's. Todd Standing.
1: <laughs> Clearly, I'm not a lawyer. Came aboard. and cross their T's
4: because his legislation legislation actually passed in British Columbia, and he got uh, protection for uh, you know unknown species of Bigfoot and Sasquatch. So that's probably she was like, I need to call in the expert. And uh, but we talked about him. You were you, we have a little mixed opinions about. Uh, I know. I know. We're talking about Todd Standing as a. a, a an actual movie on iTunes and Netflix right now called Discovering Bigfoot. I don't think it's on Netflix, but... It is. It It is is. on Netflix. Check it out if you're into this stuff because, uh, well, if you're listening, you're into this. This
1: reminds (laughs) me, uh, just sidebar, uh, that now that the Patreon is up and running, uh, guys, go to patreon.com and uh, find our Bigfoot Collectors Club page that doesn't exist at this recording but it will exist when you're listening to this time
2: machine yeah
1: i'll put a link in the show notes um one of the things we want to do as bonus episodes is watch movies and do movie reviews for you guys maybe once a month. So perhaps we'll do Discovering Bigfoot. But I also want to do stuff like Communion sure. and Legend of Boggy Creek. And we'll so we'll have like a movie, movie club every month for That'd be the Patreon awesome. listeners. So, yeah.
2: And if you have any ideas, shoot us an email. If yeah. You, if you want, want any to movies review.
1: you want us to watch or review. I've
4: never seen Communion.
1: Oh, I saw it when I was in high school and it scared the living fuck out of me. Yeah. And I never want to see it again, which is why I want to see it I again know. I've for, kind of been afraid to, to like it.
4: read the book actually. And which is, which communion is a famous kind of like book written by a guy named Whitley Stryber. And, Uh, About his abduction. About his abduction case. And it's really where the whole alien gray thing kind of came from and took hold on the American So it's not like an
3: hour and a half of just people passing a plate around in church? (laughs) Yeah, no. no. Terrifying. Terrifying. (laughs) Communion. Here comes the body of Christ.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, but... um, yeah, so apparently his account is like the you know the most classic, and and it was just I remember like picking it up at a bookstore and reading like the first twenty pages, and be like okay, I don't want to read any more of this. The
1: cover uh, of that book scared me. I I yeah. still remember being in B Dalton in Oak Park Mall and seeing that cover, uh, and of that alien gray with those black almond shaped eyes, and being. Terrified. Wow. I'd never been more scared of an image than that. It that was pretty terrifying. Me
4: out and so is his account. Apparently, I mean, I haven't read it, but I should. I did read one of his later books. He, it's called The Key, and apparently, he this was published about three, four years ago, where some guy just kind of some random stranger knocked on his hotel room door in the middle of the night and basically explained to him like you know all these kind of universal secrets and where the the future of mankind is going. And it's a small little book, but it's. uh it's a pretty crazy account of uh, of this guy showing up in the middle of the I, night into his hotel room.
1: I heard Willie Streiber talk or Streiber or Stryber. I think sure. Streiber. Yeah. He at uh at the Beverly Gardner Holiday Inn in mm. Burbank or Studio City, California about 10 years ago with George Nori. Mm. And they had some I mean this guy is fascinating. I don't know if I believe everything that he says, but I don't think he's a liar. Um, he's got crazy stories of stuff that's yeah. happened to him.
4: He has his own website, I think, called Unknown Country oh, yeah. or something he's like that. He's got
1: so much stuff out there. Yeah, uh, I can't believe we've been this far in the podcast and have barely talked about Willie Strieber. Anyway, uh, so we wish Claudia Ackley the best of luck in her Bigfoot lawsuit. Yep, and uh, hopefully they'll get um, that document all, uh, all uh, set to go. And soon, California will recognize the Sasquatch as one of our native species. Yeah. At which point, it will come out in full. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) and devour all of (laughs) us yeah now that it's protected and we can't fight back yeah (laughs) totally awesome well we'll take a quick break and when we come back we will have your letters Mm, yay hey everyone this is
2: riley the guys have been abducted by aliens so i have to be the one to remind you that we're launching our patreon campaign on march 28th five dollars a month will get you access to bonus episodes exclusive posts and more We appreciate any support you can throw us, and don't worry, the show you've come to know and love will always remain free to download. So on behalf of the last Earthbound member of the Bigfoot Collectors Club, I want to say thank you for listening. I'm going out on the porch now to watch the skies for those pesky space goblins.
4: Mail time! Mail time. All right, so this one is from uh, this one is called Resurrection Mary, and and it's from Sun Eaters Chris Garibaldi.
1: Yeah, that's the guy that does our music. How sweet is that? I know. Hey Chris, sorry, uh, he wrote into the uh, wrote in a, a little while back and. I just haven't gotten it into an episode yet, dude. So. We are
4: so thankful for that music because every time I hear it, it just puts a smile on my. face. You know face. what?
1: And I have to say, we get a lot of compliments on that music. So Sun Eaters, dude, thank you, crushing it's it, song, it on Come yeah.
4: Alone, yeah. And uh, Pete Gardner with that Bigfoot still crushing it as I well. Know. All right, so here Wait, we go, Sun Eaters.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's Chris's band. Much like that,
4: the video video, the video we, we just watch. were talking uh, about,
3: yeah, of the, the craft that yeah. was it is the an sun. actual
1: Sun Eater. That's called
4: synchronicity, right oh, there. Dude. All
1: right, well, watch out. Definitely have to put a link to that in the show notes as well.
4: All right, here we go. Dear Bigfoot Collectors Club. For the most part, with the exception of my grandfather and me, my mother's side of the family consists of women. My mother has two sisters, her younger sister has two daughters. Her older sister has three daughters. My mother has just one child, a son and me.
1: No, a son, me. A
4: son, me. A son-eater. A son, me. Yes, thank you. A son-eater and me. A son-eater and me, right. As happens in life, most of these women, mothers and daughters, married and divorced.
1: Okay, just right out of the gate, I want to say up top, Chris, sounds like you're going to be blaming
4: a lot of women in this. (laughs) No judgment. Marriage is hard.
1: none of
3: this is relevant. He's just quickly giving us the gender breakdown of his extended family.
4: I'm just reading what's up. On the page. Uh, he says, no judgment. No judgment. Marriage is hard. But the divorcees are a notable but the but the divorces are a notable fact for when we get deeper into this story. While everyone in my mother's family except me believes in ghosts, there is one ghost that continually resonates through our family lore. In fact, this ghost is Chicago's most renowned specter. Wow, that's cool. Uh, Resurrection Mary's origin story is that of an early 1930s woman who was dancing with her fiancé at a local dance hall. In the course of the evening, Mary and her fiancé had such an argument that she empirically declared the engagement permanently discontinued. She was so entrenched in her stance that she chose to walk home, refusing a ride from her fiancé and anyone else who offered. On the walk home, Mary uh, Mary was struck and... Mary was stuck and by a motorist? No, she was struck by a motorist. That's what I thought, yeah.
3: And I feel like this may be an important part. Yeah, definitely. I right. Price. I think you're right.
4: <laughs> you know what? It's not his fault. There's no I'm argument. it Yeah, no, Mary was struck I by think a motorist. It, I think struck and killed by a motorist. Ah, okay. She died instantly. She died instantly and was soon buried in Resurrection Cemetery, which bordered Archer Avenue. Archer was a main thoroughfare that ran through many of the Chicago's southwestern suburbs, including my mother's hometown of Willow Springs. From the late 1930s to the late 1980s, Mary appeared to many people, including a number of my mother's friends. All were male and described similar encounters. I'll read one now. A man is driving down Archer Avenue at night. He sees a well-dressed young woman walking down the road in dancing shoes. She hails the man's car and gets into the back seat. She asks the man to take her up the road a bit. When the car passes Resurrection Cemetery, the woman asks the driver to stop so she can get out. The driver stops but looks to see no house in sight. He turns to the back seat to reason with the woman, and she is gone. My mother and her sisters were so struck by this story, they would drive slowly each time we passed Resurrection Cemetery, hoping to see Mary. Even as a skeptic who doesn't believe in ghosts, I wanted to believe in Mary. She seemed so real to the women in my family that it was hard not to fall into the lure of Mary's lore. Skeptically, I wonder if Mary was so fascinating to our family because of what she represented. Growing up in the 50s and 60s, my mother and her older sister were well known around the southwestern suburbs of Chicago as intelligent, free-thinking, liberal women with a progressive approach to relationships. Regardless, they both found themselves in circumstances where they passed on college to marry young and start a family. At that time, that is what most women did. But with the benefit of retrospect, I wonder if Mary was a fascination because she represented an alternate path. Men would likely argue that Mary's rejection of marriage is what got her killed. But if you read the story as a metaphor, one might argue that Mary was the symbol of a truly independent woman— whose refusal to acquiesce to marriage resulted in her own freedom, an existence where she was free to ride with or not ride with whomever she wanted. It might not be a coincidence that Mary's sightings ended at the start of the 1990s when a truly more progressive view on women's life options emerged. Either way, it is a story that will haunt me for the rest of my life. Great show. Thanks, Chris. Cool.
1: There you go. Resurrection Mary.
4: Yeah. Oh, Gus didn't like that at all. (laughs) Maybe he's affected by that.
1: That's cool. I also like that this is a story that uh, isn't necessarily. I mean, it is personal to his family, but this isn't something that happened to Chris. Uh, But I like, so if any of you guys out there have stories of local folklore or hauntings or cryptids, we'd like to hear about those too. So definitely write in, even if you don't have your own personal experiences, write in and tell us about the specters and ghouls lurking in your hometown. Yeah,
4: you know, I noticed it's funny, like ghosts, you know, that's how I first got started into all this, well, stuff, I would love to like go to the library and check out those books on ghosts and stuff. But I noticed we haven't done a whole lot of episodes on ghosts and, you know, even researching some of the episodes, I'll still to this day, I'll kind of stay away from a lot of the ghost research because I, because you know, it still has a spook factor. It scares for me. you. It scares Sometimes, you yeah, definitely. And I know my wife, even, she's like, she's like, she doesn't like to watch horror scary movies because, you know, and I know for myself, I have a really wild and vivid imagination. So, like, that stuff really, I, I don't like to. You know, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, it is interesting, too. I was just having this conversation the, uh, the other day because I feel like most people that we have on the show, mm. if they have a paranormal experience... It's a ghost it story. Used to, it tends to be ghost-based, which is why I don't do a lot of ghost high strangeness stories. Sure. Um, Just because it it, it can quickly overtake a, a podcast like ours. Yeah. But I do find it fascinating that for when all is said and done, most people ufos maybe but probably haven't visited uh bigfoot no ghosts yeah i
4: mean most Mm -hmm. people are open to the idea of ghosts it seems to be where do you lie on that kevin uh never seen one yeah uh
3: yeah i don't know i mean part of me is always like i think it's people's need to feel immortal
4: yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right.
3: Yeah. But, I mean, that might be why it's so widespread that everybody pretty much thinks, yeah, 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 there's ghosts. But then, again, I mean, it would make sense that we we could possibly be the most tuned in to the imprints or revisitations of our own animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, It's a close... I mean- like, my dogs might not see a lot of human ghosts... But they might be like, oh, one
4: more werewolf pops in. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, what you're saying is very true. Like dogs can sense and see things that we just can't with our, you know, with our eyes or senses. And, you know, maybe sometimes our brain is able to tune in to those frequencies that allow us to see things from the other side who knows pretty,
1: pretty cool if any of you in the chicago area have had any uh encounters with resurrection mary please do write in and thank you chris for your letter yeah, she's got Sorry, a cool name resurrection mary um okay cool this next letter is called demons in the desert from emily great title M. yeah hello there I'm Emily from Spokane, Washington. My community college mascot is Sasquatch, and the financial aid is put on a card known as the Bigfoot card. Nice. Cute shout out to bar. Them. Yeah, shout out. Anyway, I don't have any paranormal experiences with Bigfoot, but I traveled and worked in national parks for many years in my early 20s. Most of my shifts were overnight in creepy old hotels, but my most extreme experiences with paranormal activity were in Death Valley National Park. I worked there from October 2010 until April 2011, and my best friend was a paranormal magnet. She could see and talk to ghosts and had told me many stories of stuff she had to deal with from childhood. One time, we went to the saltwater flats in the park near where we worked during the full moon. As we walked out onto the flats, I started to feel very uncomfortable and weird, like something was watching us. Eventually, after a few minutes, I couldn't handle it and walked back to the boardwalk and waited for my friend to come back. She was still walking out. As I waited there, I saw a large black hand, just a hand, creep from the side of the boardwalk and go underneath me. Ew. Finally, my friend came back and told me she felt it too, but didn't run back, so she didn't make the thing know that she was afraid. We left, and I have never forgotten that creepy black hand or the way the energy changed around us and made me uncomfortable. A few years later, my friend and I went back to visit Death Valley to see friends. We spent the day there and had fun before heading back to her car that was parked near the Furnace Creek Inn. As she was backing up, we both suddenly went into some kind of funk and came out of it just as her car was hitting a parked vehicle on the edge of the lot. There was no damage to the other car, but a very small dent on her back bumper that was in a weird spot. We both looked at each other, and she, seeing no damage on the other car, Got out of there. Neither of us knew how our car had backed into the other car, as both of us had been blacked out during those few seconds. It took a few days to get over the weird feeling in my body from that short blackout. On a last note, my friend's parents live about 60 miles away from Death Valley in Parham, Nevada. Their house is built on a Native American graveyard. They have had a lot of paranormal activity in their house, including a shadow that runs across their front door area at random times. Ooh. And when I stayed there, I heard voices and had vivid, crazy nightmares. One in which I saw a similar black hand from the saw flats open my bedroom door. My friend's father didn't believe in paranormal things when he was, when he was younger until he was sitting in their living room in that house and heard a deep voice calling his name over and over again you sh- You guys should do a story about Death Valley sometime or suburban areas built on Native American graveyards. Mm. that's from Emily thanks Emily yeah, Kevin got reactions <laughs> she's a racist. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Why I gotta be a black hand <laughs> Right totally <laughs> I up. mean there's just creepy black hands Following me everywhere <laughs> No Emily I'm not putting that on you
1: Uh The weird one is them blacking out In the, uh, the parking lot What's that about Or did she call that a funk She said a funk yeah. She described it as a funk They fell <laughs> into a funk I've never heard of a blackout being called a funk. I have not either. These are Emily's funk chosen words. I thought words. meant like
3: kind of a depressed state. Yeah, I would. Go Maybe with they that were usually. sad. They
1: had to go home.
3: They fall into like a eighty second de- <laughs> deep depression. <laughs> <laughs> so if right. they black out.
4: <laughs> Makes sense.
3: Maybe she felt like she used the word black so many times about the hands. She didn't want to use the word black for her blackout. (laughs) So, so on that, she called it a funk.
4: (laughs) Just choosing her words carefully. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. That's
1: weird. I mean, I'm a little concerned. Uh, I mean, there wasn't any damage to the other car, so they drove away. I guess that's fine. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. It just seems like there's a weird energy around this area. It seems to me like a, like a negative energy in Death Valley, perhaps.
4: I don't know I, have you ever been there? It's pretty no amazing. it's
1: a I, well uh, maybe it, i mean yes, yeah it's a <laughs>
4: So what she saying? Her see, look, that was a sudden funk, guys. I just fell into a funk. Whoa. What happened?
3: Fell into a deep funk, and we're back from our funk, yeah. guys. <laughs> <God, laughs>
4: whoa, where
1: am
3: I? That's
4: what that looks like. Uh, well, I've been to
1: the Mojave. I've been through Death. Actually, I have been through Death Valley. I think Dave Keith and I drove through Death Valley National Park. Yeah, yes, it's a we did. crazy place. The huge um,
4: temperature swings. It gets to like 120 ooh. in the day, and then like 60. Big degrees at funks. Night. Big deep
1: yeah.
3: funk
4: swings in that park. Yeah. Yeah, big big big, deep funk swing but
1: well, it does seem like she's there is
3: something sort of like when i think of this black hand like i don't know what kind of black hand she was talking about but it sounds sort of like you know like um makes me feel like it's like creeps up like smoke smoke
4: yeah that, that that's maybe so that, it's like there's this
3: oppressive energy yeah. of like creeping dark shadowy something that Either can knock two women out cold in their car or there,
1: There's definitely a lurking shadow and following her friend. And maybe her, her magnet friend. I would say maybe attracted the magnet uh friend who didn't show its she was afraid, so it latched on to Emily. Now, this is just unqualified advice, Emily, but maybe Do a little research into shadow, people. See if you got one following you around. Go see somebody who can kick that shit off of you so you can get back to living your funk-free life. Ooh. Right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Cool. Sound advice. All right, let's move on to our next
4: letter. Sure. This one is called Ghost Stories from Jennifer. Hi, guys. I'm a huge fan. I've been having ghost-type encounters. Here are the two most recent. A couple of weeks ago... I like this. This is, uh, happened not too long ago. A couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was sitting Maybe. at home alone.
1: <laughs> this letter might be from a few months ago.
4: Oh, okay. I started hearing scratching in the ceiling. There's no animals. I checked. The scratching lasted about 15 seconds and then stopped. A few seconds later, the ceiling fan started slowing down, came to a complete stop, then started spinning the other direction. That's creepy. At the same time, I started to smell fresh pumpkin. Which was odd because I use fresh pumpkin to make food for my pets, but I hadn't had any pumpkin in the house for days. <laughs> okay, you can't say odd, <laughs> and then followed up with
3: this odd pumpkin smell. Now, qualifier: I consistently make products with raw pumpkin in my kitchen. <laughs> you just yeah. That being you said, just undid what you did, girl. The ceiling fan. She
1: said she hadn't had any pumpkin
3: in the house for weeks. Uh, isn't it seasonal? Pumpkin lingers, Listen, trust me.
1: but let me tell you, if anyone, especially after Halloween, uh, if you, uh, but I mean, I would say she is qualified to judge the smell of pumpkin if she's always around it. Wasn't so there she another knows what story pumpkins, we
4: did with pumpkin involved in one of our listener letters? I, is this a repeat? No, we didn't have this with
1: Kevin last no, time. No, I don't think so. No, but we've had lots of grandma smells, right, like uh, right. the lavender, and we had a story, I think, with. Uh,
4: Correct me if I'm wrong. I remember hearing Pumpkin another time, too. Maybe, well, you
1: know what? Maybe there's a link this there. This might be a double up, but I don't think so. <laughs> no. Because you don't haven't think heard so. this one, Kevin. No, I don't
4: think I double-checked so. And I double checked
1: Dave's episode, so.
4: The ceiling fan mm. slows to a stop again, then starts spinning the way it originally had been. This happened two more times before the fan stopped altogether. I checked the fan to see if there was some kind of writing, wiring issue, but it was fine. So I'm like, "What the fuck?" The house still smells like pumpkin. My mom comes in about ten minutes after the fan stopped and asks what I what I was using pumpkin for. I, exp- I, I think I do remember hearing this one. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe it's worth a reading. We haven't heard this, no, this one. This is new. Material. This is new? Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe I uh, just have a
2: strange connection to this one. I'm getting deja vibe. vu
4: with pumpkin here. Bryce, come out of your funk. I'm in a funk. He's an only pumpkin You're in a pumpkin. You're funk. in a funkin. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin. I explained it to her that if I wasn't using, that I wasn't using pumpkin at all when I said... <laughs> The pumpkin smell. I remember this fucking one. When You've I said, read it.
1: You've read it on the Gmail. You've read oh
4: this one, God. but we
1: haven't read it on the All show. Right. You've when read I, this. When I
4: said that, the pumpkin smell instantly went away, <laughs> and the ceiling fan started working again. In my house, the upstairs where my bedroom is, one long room, a few days ago, around 5 a.m., I heard two distinct thumps on the stairs leading to my room. I initially thought that it was one of my cats. Two of them are super chunky and sound like a herd of elephants on (laughs) the stairs. (laughs) Both of the chunkers were asleep on my bed. Oh, dear God.
3: We had a racist litter, and now we're body shaming.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Wait, can I just interrupt and say um, to Jennifer, maybe you're feeding your cats too much monkey. (laughs) The pumpkin. Maybe maybe
4: when she oh, says she no.
1: makes pumpkin for her pets, she's just baking them pumpkin pies and
3: feeding them to her cats. Oh my god! I didn't. And see by the it. way, they're shitting everywhere in her house, and that's why it smells
4: like pumpkin. I mean, problem solved, solved. Mystery solved.
1: Uh,
3: and
4: uh, I, I didn't see a cat or person come all the way up to the stairs. So I got out of bed and went to look. There was no one there. Then I heard the front door open and close, followed by the sound of the screen door opening and closing. I bolted down the stairs to see who the hell had been in my house. There was fresh snow on the ground and I saw no footprints leading to or away from the house. I shook it off cause whatever the ghost isn't hurting anyone or breaking things. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I go to the bathroom, which is close to the front door. I heard, I hear the front door open and close again. And I figured it was just my mom taking her dog out. The- I did. I didn't hear the screen door as I'm walking out of the bathroom I hear the thumping on the stairs again, and there is no cat or person in sight. My mom then walks out of her bedroom on the first floor and asks me why I need to be making so much noise so early in the morning. I explained to her that it wasn't me and while I was talking and while I was talking, the bells that we have hung on the door started ringing. The bells are heavy enough that they only ring if the cord gets a swung or hit. My mom and I both look at the bells and go, Knock it, the F off, and the sound stopped. Um, There are tons more experiences that my mom and I have both had in this house. I'll see if I can get her to email you her story about the shadow people that like to skulk around her property. There you go, shadow people. Cheers, Jennifer.
1: Okay, but you read it wrong. It's knock it
4: the fuck off. I know, I know. I gave her WTF, the actual what the fuck, and then I decided to chill it out on that. But she no, she obviously said that to the ghost. Knock it the... The fucker that would creep me out hearing like hearing door sounds. I don't know. So, yeah.
1: someone's running around the house causing problems, making it smell Up like pumpkin when stairs. it should be. Yeah, and uh, mom and daughter got to get on the same page. And you know, I like that there's a lot of back and forth between these two, right? Mom's coming down being like, What are you doing with all that pumpkin?
4: <laughs> right, yeah, they seem to, yeah, I know, I, I feel you on that one.
1: I, f- I find that there's a good, maybe, movie in this one, like a good mother-daughter story that could be a good, like, fry green tomatoes, but it's I, haunted smelly
4: pumpkins. Haunted <laughs> smelly pumpkins, yeah.
1: I don't know. There's something good here. I like that she says, cheers, Jennifer, and it makes me wonder if she's from the UK. Um,
4: you know, it's funny, though. Uh, she says, knock it the fuck off to the to the thing, and it's stopped. I remember your Loch Ness um, episode when uh when that saint St. columba saint told, columba told the loch ness monster uh you know what did he say if you were he says uh it wasn't go no-
1: back he like commanded it to go back to the waters
4: yeah so it was, apparently so audio auditory statements of uh getting away have effect on these things
1: they say if you just talk out loud to them and tell them that they're not welcome or they need to quit what they're doing then then they leave you alone yeah that's that's good advice hmm <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, do you like pumpkin pie?
3: God, I love it. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to have, if I'm going to be continuously tortured by an apparition, I hope that it reeks of pumpkin, because <laughs> I do love that pumpkin do smell. I do love that pumpkin pie smell. Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, there's a lot worse things your ghost to smell like.
4: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, totally. That wouldn't be You'd so bad. you have an bad.
3: assy ghost.
1: Mm-hmm you could have sulfuric
4: uh-huh. mm.
2: sulfuric
4: yeah yeah Puric.
1: sulfuric sulfur, right. yeah, whatever
4: yeah, I yeah. Think either one work
1: um you could have it smell like <laughs> uh like one of those uh overwhelming car fresheners that's supposed to smell good but it but it mm. hurts your head mm. uh, you know it smell gives you ghost. a headache smell ghost yeah, yeah. that wouldn't be good um all right uh favorite pie riley uh, maybe lemon meringue, mm, actually That's good, nice and light Yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: I don't Price. know, maybe good old apple pie mm. American man Says the guy yeah. with an American flag right, the old yeah. Trucker hat That's
3: it
1: Uh, I like blueberry Alright, this one is from Just another This one is from Amanda And it's called Just another long-winded ghost story oh, Which is exactly what this podcast needs Alright it's not too long, Amanda. I like that, she can't
3: edit herself down. She just puts a quote. Yeah, she the put top. in parentheses.
1: Long winded. Sorry, this,
3: this one's going to go on forever. Listen,
1: Amanda, we've had much longer, and I there's a couple that I just don't know if we literally have enough bandwidth for. Uh, hi, guys. Big fan of the pod and your acting careers, especially Michael, because I'm... <laughs> wait,
2: wait, <laughs> wait, wait what? because she's sitting at home writing this. Letter? Because
1: what I like about you is my teenage jam hashtag Team Henry. Copy that. That's right. Fuck. Mm- Vince, uh, <laughs> Bryce was on an episode of What I Like About You. That's how we met. He was in an episode that I wrote. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that wild? <laughs> you, you said with no eye contact.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you've only, yeah you only wrote one episode <clears throat> for What I Like About I've You. I've written
1: one episode of one TV show.
4: Yeah. And that was the one was I was that on. That, yeah. was, that was amazing. That's how
1: I met you. That's right. This is meant to be, baby. So this happened the summer of 2000. I was a few months into 14, and my mom and stepdad just moved into a new house. It was big and old and right beside this private elementary school with summer day camp. My mom had taken my little brother to the doctor's or grocery shopping or something while I stayed at home to read or sulk in my room. I was 14. I don't remember what I did did for fun. It was really hot that day, so I remember the windows were wide open and I was desperate for the sporadic draft of cool breeze that came in, but mostly it was just sticky and gross. Teenage Blues. My mom had been gone for 30 minutes or so when I heard someone call my name. The voice sounded young, so I assumed it was from the camp next door. The kids were out, the windows were open, but then I heard it again and again and again. Very sing-songy and insistent, so I started to wonder if it was my mom and my brother, not that either of them are sing-songy sounding. I left my room and stood at the top of the stairs yelling down to see if it was them as I stood there. I heard what sounded like someone climbing the stairs. Mm. These stairs were so loud and creaky that no one could ever sneak around because the sound would alert everyone in the house. The first few steps weren't visible from where I stood, so the creaking sound didn't seem odd until a moment later when it continued and there was nothing to see. I stood paralyzed at the top, watching literally nothing but hearing the stairs being walked. The sound even stopped when it hit the landing, which was always the quiet part of the stairway, then continued again on its way up to me. I remember starting to cry out of fear, and then a coldness washed over me as the nothingness reached the top. I finally woke up from my paralysis and ran back to my room. I then hid under my blanket for the next hour while crying and sweating profusely because, again, it was damn hot. No one else in my family saw anything, but we heard a lot of weird sounds like stairs walking themselves at night and boxes, then things falling when no one was around. There was just a really bad energy in the house. Everyone fought more than we had in the past, and I ended up moving in with my dad to get away from the toxic environment. Although at the time, it was just me leaving a place where I was 14 and getting yelled at all of the time. <laughs> they moved out less than a year later. Now I'm a little terrified of ghosts, but I pretend I'm totally chill about it. As this was 2000 and I wasn't allowed to use the dial-up as much as I wanted, I didn't research the house and now the house is no longer there, probably for the best. I have no idea where to start with it. I doubt it has too much of a storied past, but I still wonder about it sometimes. Mm. Most sincerely, yours
4: amanda <clears throat> mm. that dial-up thing reminded me of a creepy thing happened when i was like 13 i had my my finally my mom got got us our own phone line and um and i had it up in my room and i remember you know calling friends or whatever and there was this like incessant like like a tapping buzz like dzz, 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 you know and i was like that's, that's kind of weird and i remember like one and i remember just like so do you hear that too i'd say to my friend and like yeah yeah and, and so then we started like asking it like you know one off yes or no questions like Buzz wants for yes. No, buzz- dude,
1: that's how you invite the Bell Witch into dude, your house. Don't oh, you
4: remember from episode two? Oh, don't
1: tell me that. That's stuff. how they start. If you start in engaging
4: with it, it'll get stronger. Well, I engaged, and and this this thing, and then you got engaged. Is <laughs> your a wife ghost. a ghost? No. <laughs> Uh, but I we I definitely uh, I would be like if you if if this is someone or something like Buzz once and it would be like I'm like oh okay and I'm like uh, and we started asking it yes or no questions and oh my it would fucking answer them like every time and this went on for like two or three weeks and, well you know ooh.
1: about all those internet dial up ghosts of the late nineties <laughs> <you? laughs>
4: well apparently, <laughs> apparently there's some out there but. I remember, like, uh, I I think I blew it off after two or three weeks later because I think it might have went away, but I never had a complete answer as to what that was. It felt very uh, intrusive, like almost like like a tapped phone or... Or something, but uh, but who's gonna fucking tap a thirteen f- a year old's phone talking about nothing? Pretty much, I'm sure. But,
2: well, but United it was,
4: States government, I would say. Yeah, I know, totally. But it was <laughs> it was weird. Someone desperate for out attention. Out yeah, someone desperate for attention. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? But it was it was creepy. It's
3: so crazy how some ghosts are like can only get in as far as like, bzz, bzz. <laughs> and then Amanda's
4: ghosts is they're like Amanda. Sing-songy Yeah, totally, yeah So a
1: lot of ghosts today in these stories And lots of family dysfunction So mm. let's all take care of one another, everybody Yeah um, Do you want to read this last one? Sure, this one is called I didn't think the... hers was too long-winded, I thought Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I thought it was nice and length, yeah, Amanda. yeah, me too
2: Quite well written, well too Great
1: well told. ghost well story told. length, Amanda yeah, good job. work Good job A lot
4: of commonalities with those <laughs> stairs,
1: huh? Jeez mm-hmm. Ghosts
3: love <laughs> <laughs> stairs Ghosts <laughs> must love stairs Yeah, uh-huh. fact Ghost
4: fact <laughs> Stairs So do
3: murderers when have you ever seen like a reenactment on the ID channel and it's just in a one story house? Right. There's always somebody right. like, like laying broken at the bottom of the stairs. Totally. I mean, think
1: about it. Has a murderer or an, a ghost ever taken an escalator? Oh my
4: God. No. I don't think so. Do you remember? You know, my mom used to have one of those uh, washer and dryers in the basement downstairs and I did not like descending those stairs. Oh. Do you remember the movie Troll? Oh, that was yeah. so good. They're, they're like, that fucking thing. I think
1: like, that movie's not as good as you remember it. <laughs> yeah,
4: I think you're probably right. But there's something about going down those stairs. Basement yeah. stairs,
1: scariest
2: stairs of all. Of totally. all stairs mm-hmm. Unfinished Freaky, basement. Unfinished, yeah. yeah. Wooden.
4: The Blair Witch ended like that. Remember that? They oh, yeah. went down the stairs and the, he was like stuck down in that basement. And then and then the door slams right Whoosh, to the to the basement stairs and then they finally get to see the the ghost descend the stairs and then uh, his ass was toast but that was a scary movie i remember when that was being passed around um i got it as a vhs tape that said in in like silver sharpie bw uh bwt for blair witch tape and um and I was like, "This is very strange." And um, I guess that's how they were passing some of them out. And in, yeah, in Hollywood it was like the, the
2: early viral marketing. It was the yeah. early viral marketing. I also saw it before it came out. It scared the crap out of me. And
4: I was like, "Yeah." And I got it. So I got it through a friend in the business. He was like, "You got to watch this." And it ha- and I was just like, "Okay." And so I popped it in and it, boy, I remember like when I was like, it was, it freaked the shit out of me. Yeah. Cause it was like, I didn't know how this dude got this like old VHS tape that had no label. That's not how they pass around like screeners back then, but it was, so it was like, it was genius, whatever the marketing. Yeah. Was, I just bro, remember the really guy was.
1: standing in the corner facing the wall at the end of that movie. And that was what really scared
3: me. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Classic like shit though. Right. Nightmare. Like, I know. That movie made me car (laughs) sick. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So this one is called, like you said, Mike, the last one um, is from a young man named Thomas. Hey, Bigfoot Collectors Club. I have a story that happened relatively recently. I'm just going to get straight into it because I don't know what else to say. I was laying in my bed going to sleep and I heard a plate that was sitting on my desk shake as if someone pressed down on one side of it then let go. My cat was sleeping right next to me, and there was no one else in the room. I was a little freaked out. I looked over and saw nothing. I thought maybe it was another cat, but then I immediately calmed down and said the name of my now-deceased dog. He used to put his legs on the counter and lick off of plates. Most time he did this, his paw hit the edge of the plate and lifted it up. I laid back down and went back to sleep completely content. And that's the end of that story. That's It's from Thomas. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> Thomas I mean, and his ghost dog. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I like that one. Yeah, it's he nice knew th-
1: right away it was his dog. Yeah, he didn't get scared. That's a sweet story.
4: Yeah. I like that. I, we've heard another story like that, uh, familiar in tone. To where? Mm-hmm. Who was it? Was it? Uh, was it Britney's ghost story? I don't recall. But uh, the ghost cat. Yeah, was Britney. Yeah, yeah ghost cat. Yeah. yeah, leaving some sort of uh, a message, very similar in yeah, tone. Yeah, she like, pet
1: the cat after it. Had yeah, died. she
4: physically. Oh, right. So she recalls like literally, like in the morning, she would uh, she would pet her cat before she goes to school, and. Um, and so she pet the cat that morning. And remember, Whoa, oh. that is not a ghost dog. Gossy. That is a quite live dog. You. Come here. Come here, baby. For, 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 for
3: all the listeners, my dog is freaking out. Which, by the way, Interesting. I don't know if you've got any weird spirits in this room he's because he's usually op- not like this. Uh-oh. He's
1: coming over to is your,
2: apologize. Is your dog a, a paranormal detective oh, dog? He
3: might be. <laughs> wow. Oh, buddy. But You're so, lucky. She so, didn't like that last story about a ghost dog. He, he no, didn't. He Dude. was
1: not into the ghost oh, dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Now he? he's wagging his tail and he's yeah. giving me love because he felt bad.
4: Right. So Brittany remembers petting her cat that morning, <clears> but uh, only to find out later that their cat had died the, the day before and that the cat was no longer even in the house. So she remembers, like physically, like you know, touching her ghost cat, which yeah. I thought was interesting. Oh well, thank you for sharing
1: that with us, Thomas. A nice reminder that our pets, even though sometimes they're little bastards like you, Gus, stay with us after they pass on to the next world.
2: And that's the mailbag
1: for this week. Yeah,
2: that's it. Yeah, that's it, guys. Thanks for writing in, yeah. you guys. Seriously really
1: appreciated. Definitely, Ke- Kevin. For- what are you up to these days? Uh. How's well, it? Oh, by the way, <laughs> we need an update. We haven't heard back from our uh, our friend Donalyn Champlin since you last fired shots at her for uh <laughs> not helping you out with your new house just scattershot just yeah seeing if i could say anything well right i was around. hoping to get a response from her today yeah, I, want, I, I wanted to motivate her to come well, and stage my house i forgot to <clears throat> reach out to her i've had a busy week uh but um we'll we're gonna end this feud sometime soon don't you think mm-hmm. how's the house is it giving you any problems no
3: no problems it's good it does make a fun popping sound, uh, like someone's at the front door.
1: Have you tried asking the popping sound qu- nope. yes or no questions? <laughs> no, do not. But I'm do going that. to. Bryce. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't, don't do, it.
3: do it. it. Don't engage. Don't do it. Uh, this morning, that you know, remember E. T. When the, the oh yeah, it's government. Government showed up, <laughs> mm-hmm. and like within the seconds, tubes. like there's tubes and and tarping yes. and like hazmat. And all, like at 7:40 this morning, they're installing our our AC and heat today. Finally. And at 7.40 this morning, our, <laughs> yeah. little, our little ring doorbell went ding, ding, dong. And within seconds, and I, we both had accidentally just slept right <laughs> up until then. We weren't prepared. And uh, these people descended on the house. It just felt like the same, but instantly taping up plastic. Yeah. Like they get to
1: work immediately. They don't even like kick you out of your own house? I thought
3: they'd be like, let's talk over a cup of coffee about what we're going to do here. It was just like, boom. And I was so disoriented because, and I have had a little cold. So I took some NyQuil last night. So I was real like dizzy and this is all happening. And I I grabbed the main guy that we've been dealing with to get this uh, Mm -hmm. work done. And I, I grabbed him and I said, it must have seemed crazy. And I said, how many people did you bring? <laughs> and I really honestly expected the answer to be like 28. And right. he said four. <laughs> <laughs> but in my fuzzy impression, there was 180 people at my house. Like a full-on crew. Yeah. <clears throat> but everything's good. And I do want the house like saged, but it's all feeling real Good. Oh, that's good. Well, maybe we'll get Donalyn over. I think you're going to have to apologize to her face. Yes, I need to apologize to her face, and she <laughs> needs to apologize to my house <laughs> for being <laughs> neglectful of what it was asking her for. Yeah. And, <clears> we'll and her have mass a, we'll have, mass emails. And we can whole seance or something. Okay. Sure. A little vigil.
1: Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to do that as a special Patreon episode. Absolutely. Here's what I think. Donald, if you're listening, we'd like to invite you to come do that with us. If you can't make it, if if the bridges are burned with Kevin, then we understand Donna and I no. will I will lead I will lead the uh the, i'll I'll lead the cleansing um but either way kevin maybe once you're we'll set up a time we'll come over next month and we'll record a special episode for our patreon and get that house in shape mm-hmm. okay <laughs> donalyn if you're listening let us know if you want to join us uh kevin uh once again he's very sorry yeah, for sorry. calling you uh what'd you say is a bad witch
3: i didn't well look I, I did i say she was a bad witch i think that i was think bad you said she was behavior. a shitty witch <laughs> Well, I think that might have been shitty witch behavior.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is like the equivalent of like, I didn't say you were a bitch. I said you are acting like a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I think she, I
3: stick to my story that she phoned in her witch business on a day when somebody needed her to be just a little bit more present. Yeah, yeah. Nothing she got like a that. 1 star Yelp review for me.
1: <laughs> Let's listen. I'm trying to make this better. Don't 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 No, but I'm,
3: I th- yeah. No, she's listen. I have nothing against her. I want her to come to my house. I think she and I could be fast friends. I think you guys would get I, along I great. I think that would be likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This I is agree. how Really good friendships start, usually. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. With,
1: That's true. with, a, with podcast feuds.
3: With Bryce, <laughs> with a hated me. Remember, with, Bryce hated me on the
1: first time. What are you talking about? <laughs> with a magical misunderstanding, lifetime of friendship mm-hmm. forms. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, thank you to all of our new listeners. Thank you to all of you guys who have uh, donated to the Patreon ca- campaign, have subscribed to us over there. We've got uh, lots of... Um, uh, uh, bonus materials uh, in the works for you. In fact, uh, our very first Patreon bonus episode will be up today on the Patreon uh, following immediately the ending of the recording of this episode. So, uh, thank you so much and uh, we will see you guys next week. Kevin, where can people find you if they want to find you? Uh, they can't. Okay, great. Nice
3: try, people. Oh, but I, I should say that uh, oh, yeah. this Thursday night, Nobody's Season
1: 2 airs. Which, uh, what this will be next Thursday. I don't know. The 29th. <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, that will have already happened. Oh. Uh, but you can catch... The second episode yeah. on Thursday night uh, uh April 1 2 3 4th 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 or 5th whatever that is. Sure. First Thursday in April. Yeah, Just Paramount tune in Network. Thursday nights to the Paramount Network. Nobody's Kevin's on it. You're in every episode, aren't you? I'm in 9 Pretty of much. 12. I think. Oh, that's almost nice. every episode. Yeah. Nice.
4: And uh Bryce where can people find you? I'm on Instagram at Mr. Bryce Johnson.
1: Great. Yeah.
3: Riley, check out my uh, ambient project at Peace Drone. Ooh, awesome. And, uh, you can find me on Instagram. Yeah, you can there fr- you go at, I don't know my handle. It's Kevin,
1: Ker- Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> really Kirkpatrick, my social just type again. in Kevin Kirkpatrick. <laughs> You'll find him. Uh, yeah. I'm at McMill's on all the social medes. That's two Z's at the end of McMill's. Um, and I will be performing with the cast of crazy ex-girlfriend April 10th. I believe at the Wilshire, Wiltern theater, maybe.
3: W- Wiltern, uh, the
1: somewhere. Wiltern mm-hmm. theater, uh, April 10th. I'll be, uh, doing a live show there, uh, as if all goes as planned. Uh, so if, uh, you can get tickets, come check me out there. And, um, yeah, thanks for listening again. We love you guys so much. This has been awesome. We're super excited about the stuff we've got coming up for you on the Patreon uh, page. If you don't subscribe to Patreon, that's cool too. You're going to keep getting these episodes free every Wednesday. So just join us for the ride guys. Cause we're getting into some real deep funk over here it's gonna get weird (laughs) all right guys thank you so much uh thanks again to riley brain thank you to uh chris garibaldi and sun eaters for our music we love you guys and we'll talk to you next week see
4: ya bye